Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive, our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. At Art of the Float is where you want to go on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to find us. And of course, you can find us on artofthefloat.com as well. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. It's seven years now, and I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville, and Brian Van Pesky, co-founder of Art of the Float, is on the engineer board tonight. Uh, just a little heads up, uh, we always mention this at the end of the show, we're bringing it to the front today, just to uh, remind everybody that we are available for consulting as well. Brian, Amy, myself are all available, and Gloria Morris is also on our team as well, and we do enjoy working together as a team as well, so you can get all of our strengths as you're working to build out your float center. I'm really excited to bring our guest on tonight. We have Deborah Worthington, who offers couples floats at her float center. And uh, I think there's a lot to discuss about this. I think there's a lot of controversy out there about floating couples and whether it's the right thing to do or not. Uh, And she's a very strong proponent for it. And she does a lot of other really cool things for her float center as well. So I'm excited to, to dive into that in just a little bit here. I also want to give a special thanks to FloatHelm. FloatHelm is the software built from the ground up from Float Center owners. And uh, it's not just about float tanks anymore. It's also about saunas, massage, acupuncture. And they're now used by over 90 float centers with a 100% retention rate. So this is kind of the gold standard for for, uh, scheduling. And of course, I mean, if you've heard this ad before, it's not just the scheduling, it's all the other things that Helm does. You know, something to mention is it's not just 90 float centers strictly with float tanks. It is 90 float centers that also do have things like massage and acupuncture, like we're doing at the float shop here. So floathelm.com is where you want to go. And don't forget to schedule your free tour just to make sure that everything works well and you can get everything going right before you even launch. Amy, how are you doing this week? I'm I'm doing okay, considering <laughs> where I'm at in my build out. Yeah. Okay. I'm alive. Um, so I. Builder's good. I, I don't know where to stand on like, should I watch all all of her <laughs> Facebook videos? Should I read her posts, or should I save it for the podcast and like hear it live? This week I couldn't resist. I watched your Facebook live. Oh, it was on Art of the Float. Maybe that's why I tuned uh, in. Uh, but you you yeah. did a Facebook live on Art of the Float, yeah. Yeah. and you tugged some heartstrings. <laughs> um, it, it was brought up basically losing inspiration before mm-hmm. even opening your float center, and I related to that very well. But you, I thought, did a wonderful job talking about it. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about that? Does that have yeah. to do with your week? Well, it kind of <laughs> did um, because I'm in that boat. And someone had mentioned that, um, that she'd ask if anybody had lost motivation before they opened. Mm-hmm. And I don't, she is not alone. And you can tell no. by how many people responding to that post, mm-hmm. this is a real thing. And it's, I think there might be some shame in it uh, for some people, perhaps like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe a little embarrassed that they lost motivation when they're supposed to be rah, rah about it, but it is hard. And when you get to that late stage in your build out and you're close, but so far away, you usually are not sleeping a whole lot. And that's when all the problems come up and your yeah. budget is running out. You might see that <laughs> yes. low bank account number <laughs> and it feels overwhelming and it's exhausting so, um, yeah, I, I just gave a little pep talk because uh, she's not alone. And I've been feeling a lot of that this week because I'm at mm. that point this week. Um, we've had some things go crazy 
and the bank accounts low and all that fun stuff. Oh, I was going to say you brought it up all with, uh, or figured it all out with Float Nashville. So with Float Alchemy. Oh, yeah. You're not experiencing it round two. No. (laughs) I did something, I have to say, I did something this past week that I never, ever thought I would have to do. (laughs) I had to convince an, an inspector, the electrical inspector, I can't believe I'm saying this. I had to convince him I am that our float tanks were public swimming pools. No. I had to fight for it because Get he was kept calling. Here. I know. Cut, cut I know. off our microphone, Brian. No. No, 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 no. As it was That's coming out of my mouth, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I cannot believe I have to do this. Um, he kept calling our, first of all, he called the float, he calls float tanks tubs. I'm like, these okay, are the strangest okay tubs I've that. ever seen. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Uh, he he had mentioned, and I, and I know that I'm not the only float center to have gone through this, but he kept saying, you have to get a UL listing for the entire system oh. uh, as a, as a whole. Did that not happen at Float Nashville as well? No, that not at all. so familiar. No, no okay. because we're a swimming pool. And that's what Mark brought up to him. He's oh, like, well, nice. do you do that for every swimming pool? And he said, no, that's a totally different thing. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we're swimming. These are swimming pools. These are public swimming pools by the state of Tennessee. Anyone to argue with me? I'm like, no, no, I promise. Trust me, two years. Uh, I fought it, but we are. And and um, it, it got a little uncomfortable. It got a little heated. Um, but I did have to send over my permits showing the, from the state of Tennessee showing that we are um, considered huh. public swimming pools. So, um, and he did call and apologize the next morning uh, and say, oh, yeah, I didn't realize I overreacted. He said it was cool that he did that. I've never had an inspector do that before. Um, But then he went on to say, but by the way, I'm considering you um, a storable pool, what they call a storable pool. And so now you have to meet the electrical codes for a storable pool. So I will be tearing out my electrical and redoing it. My float No, tanks. are you serious? Some of them. I, I think there's about three of them. We might be able to get away with it in the open tank room. Not sure. Is it worth going into what, what that means to redo that? Um, not, not really. Uh, it just has to do with the electrical code um, and where we have to have electrical outlets. Hmm. And in relation to the swimming pool, to the yeah. portable pool. Yeah. Uh, right next so, to the lifeguard, right? Yeah, to be right able to charge to cell phone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it, it was frustrating, but I found it in all of it. The, the only humor I could find was I cannot believe I just had to defend the fact that we are a public swimming pool. Um, it's kind of crazy. I gotta say, crazy. Amy, that I'm feeling, I'm feeling some feels about that <laughs> for how much we battle that, that, yeah. uh, title there. Yeah. And how we usually are battling against it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. As far as the burnout goes, you you said there's shame in it or there's potential yeah. shame in that. I, I want to just say that I completely agree with that. Like mm-hmm. we're supposed to just be so gung-ho and all the, um, I don't know if they're business coaches or like, who's Gary V, Brian? Like what is he considered? Uh, man, just a personality? I, if I know, motivational yeah, motivational, motivational I, internet personality hustle <laughs> guy. Yeah. You're working 22 hours a day right now. You got to bump it up to 27. This is the final stretch. You got to want it. That's the kind of stuff these guys say. Yeah. It's like, it's just yeah. go, go, go all the time. And there's not a lot of education on how to actually have life balance. At least that's been my experience with these guys. Feel free to tweet us and correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I just don't see that sensitivity from a lot of these personalities. And 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 I think people just get this, yeah, ha, we're going we're gonna to take it down, tackle it. 
And you know what? Your adrenaline can't be pumping for months straight tackling this. You got to be in balance, taking care of yourself. And yeah, you totally experience burnout. You lose inspiration. You're not always at a hundred percent. So, um, watch, uh, watch Amy's video on that. Yeah. It's that positive vibe only thing. And I'm, I'm all about positive yeah. vibes, but you got to know if there comes a time when you cannot fight all this alone. And I got to yeah. that point this week. There was, it was thing after thing after thing after thing after thing, issues that I had to face head on. And, you know, I'm a, like I said, I, I say it before, I'm an introvert, I'm a shy person. And when you have that constant confrontation day after day after day where you have to take charge and you have to stand up for yourself and you have to fight for things, mm-hmm. It is, and being a woman in, and everybody else in this project is a man, and I'm not saying that all men are horrible. But there's a good. But I've got some. I've got some. Um, <laughs> I've got. I've gotten a lot of mansplaining during this project, uh, so it has been. Uh, so it's a fight, and it really is draining, and it's exhausting, and and that's not fun. So. Um, yeah, but that's okay. That's that's what it is. And like I said in the video, this is life. This is what happens. But if you got a good team, you get your sleep, you take care of yourself, you know, you survive, and then it comes back later when you I, see I people liked, getting out of the tank. I liked your bullet points. Yeah, uh, it comes that, back. that you had. Yeah. It's all good. And but um, yeah, it it does make sense. Like you float, you get inspired. You talk to other people who are inspired by floating. Maybe they become your business partners, what have you. And then your entire life does this whole 180 where you're you're talking to contractors, you're building, you're talking, you understand electrical code for 10 minutes, you know, yeah. just long enough to get it done right. And then um, it's so easy to lose sight of why you actually started that again as you're just running this marathon. And then once you get there, my experience was it starts paying back immediately. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I didn't still experience burnout and and all of that stuff by going straight from doing all the construction to then working you know, well over full time every day, but, but at least you get that energy back from people actually floating yeah. in your business and it, um, them liking it. <laughs> that part is really yeah. nice too. Cause there's also, for me, at least there's a lot of fear as well going into it. Of like, is this going to work? Are people going to show up for this oh. and enjoy it? I have nightmares every, almost every single night where I open and nobody comes and that I'm sitting there and there's like one or two people. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's awful. It's the worst. Um, but that's okay. Um, you know, I did something else this week that I want to get into that that's kind of that was actually kind of fun or positive, something that got me away from the just the craziness that's happening over there at Float Alchemy. What's that? Um, you know, now that I have a dedicated float center and soon I'll have a dedicated wellness center. It's not just mm-hmm. float tanks. There's a lot of other things. Um, I have developed all these like fun experiments. <laughs> OK, experiments for myself. Um you know, I have a I have a chance to compare marketing tactics. I have a chance oh, to yeah. try new things. And one of the things that we've been talking about at Float Nashville, you know, we are we only have three float tanks. Uh, you know, our mark our membership program, we've done pretty well with that, but it has kind of stalled over the last few months. Hmm. And the we could do some membership drives and drop the price and do that sort of thing, but that's not really what I want to do because our prices are really quite low for what we Uh charge for 90 minutes. Most people in our area, actually everyone in our area charges that for about, um, an hour or more. Okay. So, you know, I can't drop my prices. That's not where I go. So I've been looking into, and I I know this has been talked about a bit in float collective, but I've, I looked into reward more, which is a rewards program Mm -hmm. that you can sign up, uh, your, your clients can sign up for. Um, and I started that this week, 
uh, and I'm just starting to get my system around it together and that sort of thing. We're going to bring it up at the uh, at the staff meeting next week. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm looking forward, and I think I'm going to be sharing little updates here and there, um, stats, numbers, that sort of thing. I'm getting a little bit more oh, into cool. my membership over on Art of the Float. I'll be doing some Facebook Lives, probably not weekly until it gets started. It's not going to be a whole lot to tell. Sure. Um, but I'll start talking a little, uh, little bit about uh, comparing my different marketing tactics and what's been working and what I thought was going to happen as opposed to what actually happens. <laughs> so so, so you're, you're talking yeah. about membership and marketing. and what yeah. So what is Reward More and how does it... So, replace or work differently. Yeah. So reward more is like I said, a rewards program where uh, people that people can sign up for. It is mostly done via text, but they can also receive the rewards via email. The thing I like about it is I, I have this theory. Um, I love memberships. Memberships certainly are fantastic for, for us. You know, I like having that monthly income. Dylan, you've mm-hmm. talked about how it's changed the way that you even you know, deal with finances and that sort of thing. It's changed how I sleep at night. Yeah. Yes. It's changed how you sleep <laughs> at night. Um, but there are some people that we don't capture and there are some people sure. that they're uncomfortable paying the monthly membership fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to give, you know, we work really, really, really hard. And sometimes I, I feel a little like, uh, maybe I'm, I'm not, I'm not manipulating, but I don't want to work so hard to try to get people into memberships. Cause there are some people okay. that they're a little hesitant about memberships it's just not the, the right fit. It's just not the right fit for them. Mm-hmm. So I want to start providing things for those people that we lose, meaning that we don't have that con- that often contact with. Um, and I want to bring them back in in a more effective way than what I've been doing. So the reward more is you set it up where they can save anywhere from 10% to uh, 40%. There's different levels. Um, if they keep coming back within 30 days... Um, they keep going up a level. So they'll save more and more the more that they come back in. If they don't come back in within 30 days, they start to drop levels. They start to drop the percentage that they save. Now they can build back up again. Um, But what I'm looking to do is increase the amount of time those people who are not members come back in to float. That's really what I'm looking for for this, Um, trying to, to keep them connected a little bit more. How did you find out about this and, and decide to switch to this or so, to activate it? Well, and I am not switching. I'm still maintaining my membership. This sure. is to, to activate those people who are not getting uh, memberships or packages of floats. And mm-hmm. I've talked about this with Kane of uh, Matrix. I believe it's Matrix. Float, float Matrix. Float Matrix. Yes. Down sorry. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, And we started talking about uh, marketing and realized that we both have very similar marketing philosophies. Hmm. And this is a program that he has developed, not just for float centers. He actually uh, works a lot with other uh, spa type uh, services. Okay. But but after talking about it a while, I decided, you know, this is something that I'd like to try and just do kind of for the fun of it. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Kane made this, or he's part yes, of this. Yes, he's or? he's uh, he's developed it with with some huh. other people. Um, okay. But yeah, and he is um, he is going to actually move to be doing this full time. So uh, this is kind of one of his passions. Fascinating. And okay. I'm I'm super excited about it because, like I said, Kane and I have very similar marketing philosophies. Nice. But I'll, I'll share a little bit more of that now that I'm moving away a little bit from Float Nashville. Um, I can be a little bit more open, and we can we can have more fun. And try things out, experiment. Cool. It'll be fun. Excellent. 
That reminds me of uh, Dustin Erickson when he was on. He had a, and, and I'm sorry, this is not apples and apples here, but the more he, there was a tier that he had tried out, which was mm-hmm. the more that you floated, it unlocked basically cheaper floats more frequently that you floated, but I don't think it also regressed back if you weren't floating frequently. Do you remember that? I do remember that, actually. Um, I'm not sure that I don't, I don't know much about his program. I'm not sure like the technology behind it or how he kept track of it. Um, so I guess, yeah. So I I don't don't, know that there was any technology involved with it, but it did seem Uh, complicated. And so I'm curious, like how simple does it seem from the client's perspective? Super simple because all they do is they twice a month, they receive a text saying, Hey, if you'd like to get 10 or, you know, let's say they'd like get 20% off. If you come in before this date, which is 30 days away, you can get 20% off. That's all it is. And if they come in and they utilize that 20%, then they get a text saying, hey, if you come in another time before that 30 days is up, now you're going to get 30% off. Mm-hmm. It's just a very simple text. There's nothing more than that. They're not bugged. They're not bothered by it. They can unsubscribe mm-hmm. at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, the it's just a very simple text with a link to my booking system. And... Hmm. That's it. It's just very, very simple. We'll have to have Kane on some time to talk about it. He's so much more eloquent than I am. Yeah, if he's one creating this, we have to have him on. Yeah, but can we have (laughs) him on after we get more data from you? Yeah. Because I would love to see what your what your numbers show. And honestly, like my first impression, like that it not that it rubs me the wrong way, but maybe I'm yeah, I'm you know I'm so sold on the membership style right Mm -hmm. now. And that's still fairly new to me, the one simple membership and our numbers are for us so, so good. And it's been so nice to us. So maybe just the idea of adding something else in there that feels, feels complicated. Um, but, uh, I'll be curious what your numbers so, say. And if, yeah. if convince me I don't expect, it's not going to interfere with marketing, uh, with membership at all. Um, and I don't expect clients. my membership right. to go down. It's just a reward program. If they're not interested in a, in a monthly withdrawal, this is mm-hmm. another option Cool. that they can, um, they can get some, you know, they can get some rewards, they can get some money off. They can, for and be rewarded for floating more frequently. And if they don't right. float more frequently, nothing happens. I'm really curious what the how that psychology will play Me out. Me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, I have some theories, but um, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. Uh, we're pretty full in general. So hmm. um, it'll be interesting going into a slower time to see how it affects. I can oh, at least look yeah. through our slower time this year as opposed to previous years. So totally. hopefully in the next five months or so, I'll have some more data that'll make it more interesting okay okay cool yeah i'm looking forward to it seriously i would if there's something more that we can do for our business marketing wise i'll take it i want i want 100 percent. you know fill rates in our float tanks we don't have 100 percent. so yeah i'm there i'll try it all i have some exciting news oh i like exciting news please Is is that all right to share some exciting news Please do. Uh, this is um, something that I've wanted to talk about for months now, and it's something I've had to keep a secret. And if anybody knows me, I'm not good at keeping secrets. So I'm proud of myself to hold it this long. Oh, no, Brian's laughing. <laughs> Dang it. I've burned everybody I know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so um, as, and maybe Brian, maybe you can look up this, uh, the episode number. Actually, it's uh, episode 84. Uh, we had the uh, Weeded Warrior project on, uh, talking about PTSD, marijuana use, uh, meditation, and of course, flotation therapy. And uh, Mick and Beck were on the show. Beck has moved to the United States, into Oregon, into Portland, 
and is now working at the float shop. So we have gone Yay. through this uh, lengthy, uh, stressful uh, process of uh, assisting Beck getting a visa and all of that so that she can come out here and work. She had to get recommendations from all sorts of uh, luminaries in the industry. Justin Feinstein was kind enough to write one for her. Oh, nice. And um, wh while he's, you know, in the midst of publishing his paper and everything, of course, during his probably <laughs> the busiest he's ever been, uh, took the time for that, which is nice. And uh, when I say we, when I say the float shop has been doing a lot of this work, I really need to make it clear that Emily Norin, the author of Unsinkable, uh, her float story, uh, was really the person behind almost everything we did on our side to get her over here. She worked around the clock to make sure that everything Beck needed was sent right back to her. All the forms were filled out. She did so much work. And now, um, yeah, Beck is literally today was the day that we introduced her to everybody at the float shop. We had our company or our, yeah, company meeting and uh, got, to, got to say hi. So really, really exciting to have Beck in-house. It's crazy. Awesome. And uh, bringing a little bit of culture, too, with the accent and everything. Uh, <laughs> she puts nice. herbs on things. It's amazing. So it's very, very exciting. <laughs> really, really excited to have her here. I'm really curious what her <laughs> kind of flow acumen and history, how it's going to play out here in Portland. Um, and I know she has some other projects. It's, it's not that Weeded Warrior is dead. There's a lot of work that she wants to continue doing with the projects that she's, that she's worked on in the past. And so I'm, I'm curious how that will manifest here in Portland. Uh, so uh, thanks back for joining us. Thanks so much to Emily for, for bringing her on board here. And uh, yeah, so excited. It, it's kind of surreal to be, to be quite honest. And uh, she even managed the time change very easily oh. from, from Australia. Did she float when she got in? She sure did. Yeah. yeah. Picked her up from the airport and uh, I think, think we got some food and she hopped into a float tank right after, had it, had it scheduled. And uh, yeah, uh, has, has an apartment set up and everything. So she's, she's here. So exciting. So good to have her. And again, just excited to see what, what's going to happen now. We'll see. That's great. Uh, yeah. So big news, big secret for a long time. Finally, so glad I can talk about it. Woohoo! <laughs> I want to bring on our guest, Deborah, here in just a moment. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, Float Fuel. Float Fuel is the float product, excuse me, the salt product that you want to use to make sure that you don't have any contaminants in your float tank. The worst thing possibly that can happen to you in your float tank is adding the water and then slowly watching it turn brown. And we've talked about what that brown color looks <laughs> like color looks like in other episodes so we won't get into it right now but uh, it's a pretty terrible feeling and you don't want people to step into that certainly not um, you know paying customers uh, I I would float in that but um, hard to convince other people to so what you want is to use float fuel better salt for a better float and you want to use the promo code AOTF to get 15% off of your order. And by the way, you do get free shipping every time you order a, a full pallet, which uh, if you are running a float center, I'm sure is an easy task. Floatfuel.com is where you want to go to order. You can also find their logo on our website as well if you want to go through that portal. Again, float fuel, better salt for a better float. Deborah Worthington, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm great, except for a little laryngitis, but I think I can make it. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here with laryngitis, even. <laughs> my goodness. I, <laughs> you know, funny, I meant to apologize for my voice this evening, too. I, I try not to uh, make this podcast about my daughter, 
but she has learned how to say no. She shakes her head no, and uh, she says no anytime I sing to her unless I sing in a death metal version. So if I'm doing absolute <laughs> brutal singing, no. she's all oh ears. <laughs> but I think laryngitis might be a little bit more serious than a little bit of a sore throat. So again, thank you for joining us this evening. I really do appreciate it. You have a lot of um, tools in your toolbox. You you do a lot, and I'm really excited to learn more about it. I can already see us having you on another time because there's so much to cover. But can you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, your history, and what you're doing today? Sure, that'd be great. Um, so I own a float center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is kind of cool, right? <laughs> Tulsa yeah. is... Uh, yeah, how the heck did you choose Tulsa? If you're going to own a float center, it's nice, <laughs> right? Uh, I was born here, and I moved away a couple of times, but ended up... Oh, is that right? Here. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So I uh, own a four-room float center, and we do a lot of other things. We consider it a wellness center, and that would we opened about a year and a half ago. Uh, before that, I was in a corporate hmm. job as a marketing a director and research director at a media Is that company. Right? Okay. And before that, I ran a psychobiology lab at a university, and um, a lot of academic oh, cool. training. Okay. And yeah. So now I'm in the float world, which I love, and I'm all vested in. Nice. So along with my float center, which I adore and keeps me so busy, uh, I thought all my other jobs were challenging until I opened up a float center. I had no idea. And I should mention, too, I own it with, um, I have two business partners, Connie Swan and Bob Clunder. And so I'm not entirely alone with it, thank goodness. Um, but it is yeah. definitely the hardest job I've ever had. <sighs> it honestly, it's good to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear somebody with so much uh, work history saying, "Yep, this is it. <laughs> this is a lot." <laughs> what is the name of your float center? H Two Oasis Float Center and Tea Perfect. House. Thank you. Uh, do you work with Justin at all? Is there any? Um, you mean collaboration-wise? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not yet, although, you know, with Float Away, the manufacturer, the float tanks that mm -hmm. I have, he has the same float tank. So it's kind of nice to be in the same town, A, nice to have the same pools so that folks hear about his research. They can come float in those same pool, pools with us, which is not too bad. Um, but we haven't done anything, but I occasionally get his um, participants from his studies, like when they're done with their study, what do they do? Well, they can still continue having that same float experience mm -hmm. at H2 Oasis. We're less than three miles from him. So nice. hopefully in the future, though, there might be some research open up to mm -hmm. float centers in general, yeah. which we're really looking forward to. He's mentioned that, and, and uh, it's a really interesting topic. And I one of the things brought up was you know, all these different float centers have different systems, and they have different buildings and different float tanks. And you have the actual float arounds, is that right? I've got three of them. One that's completely open, nice. uh, like the one that he's doing his anxiety mm -hmm. studies in. And then I have one closed one, which I understand they're doing um, anorexic studies, perhaps. Uh, so I've got two of those, and those are by far um, everybody's favorite. Mm. And then I have a pod. So something for the, everybody. The tranquility, is that what you're describing? Awesome. Yep. Wow, cool. Yep. Wonderful selection. Yeah, nice selection. <laughs> <laughs> So most people come in if they're a little, you know, trepidatious. They start with the open mm -hmm. float around, then they move to the closed float around, and then in their mind, like someday, they will build up to being able to float in the pod. Well, that's so funny. So it's kind <laughs> of a nice, yeah. I, and do you have the starlights, Deborah? I, uh, 
Sadly, oh, I do not. Yeah. I went for the expensive flooring instead <laughs> of the expensive stars. <laughs> well, my goodness, just because it's been a recurring uh, topic on the show, what kind of flooring do you have, Deborah? <laughs> what kind of expensive flooring? <laughs> I, ha- I have the same that they have at, at Libers, um, the Ultramarine. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's been amazing in terms of maintenance. It's the one thing I look back and say, I'm so glad I didn't cut it. I'm so glad I kept that because it's expensive. Yeah. And I and I came close to cutting it a couple of times during build-out. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad I kept it. And, you know, while we're on the topic, and I mean, we're all float center owners here, what uh, what type of walls do you have? You know, there's nothing special about my walls um, at all, and I've had to repaint <laughs> and redo some drywall twice oh, now. So right? I'm thinking okay. about changing up what I do. Yeah, yeah, just right. in a couple of spots. It's not bad. It's it's kind of amazing how how well they've held up. But um, there's just a couple of small areas I need to go back and tile over. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> tile over it. Cool. Uh, yeah, that. Just over the last few episodes, FRP has been coming up a lot and just how uh, salt water tends yes. to get everywhere and eventually yeah, everything. no matter what. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fun for you to talk about the floataways. I've had the best float I ever had was in that open float tank at Liber. That was incredible. And they've also been a sponsor yeah. of the show since we started, too. So it's pretty fun for somebody else to be talking about how, how fun and awesome <laughs> their float tanks are. That's kind of cool. Well, with full disclosure, uh, I am working with them, too, here. Say, say that again. Uh, I said, full disclosure, I'm working with FloatAway, too, in bringing manufacturing to the U.S. Right now, they're based in the U.K., and they're starting to manufacture in Tulsa. Awesome. We talk about that in our advertisements. Where are they at with that? Uh, Really good. The the world's biggest open float pool, it's 10 feet round, has already been produced here, and we're ready ready to uh, start selling that. And um, I think the next one's going to be the 8-foot float around that makes it to the state. So all of the open and the round products will be made okay. here. We're really excited. And they have, uh, Colin's been busy doing a lot of product development with some additional products, not just uh, pools, <laughs> that we're super excited about um, that I think everybody's going to want, but I yeah, can't really say okay. much more than that at this point, but it's heavy into development. doesn't sound like the Colin I know. I know him to create something, <laughs> kick his feet up, and we'll just... <laughs> He's done with it. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. How did, how did you develop a relationship with FloatAway? Um, well, it was at the float conference in 2015 um, when I was, that was my business partners and I went there to decide once and for all if we were going to do this crazy oh, wow. thing and open up a float uh-huh. center. Because um, I was on the fence. We kept waiting for another float center to open in Tulsa and it huh. didn't happen. So we said, let's go to the float conference and just check it out, do the workshop, see if it really makes sense. Um, and so that's actually when we found out about Justin and his research in Tulsa. We did not know about wow. that previous. <laughs> and we live in the same town. Um, and so we were asking, you know, different people what kind of pools they used and, and you know, how they yeah. liked them. And uh, we met Ginny and Colin, and we just kept hearing amazing stories about customer yes. service. Yes. So mm-hmm. we spent some time with them because if you're going to spend that much money <laughs> yes. and have, have a pool for that long, you want to you like the manufacturer. And you want to know that they're going to take care of you. So we just kind of hit it off because they come to Tulsa a lot to take care of Laureate. Mm-hmm. They're here quite a bit. They would always stop by my float center and check oh, wow. on me. And we just, you know, gosh, you know them. What's not to love about them? They're incredibly lovable, great people. I, I completely agree. Before we ever started the podcast, actually, we had never even sent them a red cent. 
they spent hours with us working out troubleshooting on a, yeah. a you know 10 or 15 year old float tank uh, that's just who they are yeah that's yeah them. right exactly yeah. uh, plus they're pretty fun as well <laughs> you know they're yeah. actually pretty fun they to have are. on skype at they definitely you know, are. six in the morning or yeah it's good <laughs> it makes it easier cool so i want to dive into uh pardon pardon the pun uh but uh the idea of couples floating and the reason I want to get into this is because that is something we stopped doing at the float shop for a few reasons, and uh, we can we can certainly get into those. But uh, I saw in Float Collective that you are a large fan of of couples floating, and uh, that you might not like the name couples floating though. That you have a kind of take a whole different <laughs> kind of point of view on this. And so I thought not only myself but our listeners, <clears throat> part of me would have a lot to learn uh, from from your mo- floating two people in a float tank. And let me add that this is this is really an exciting episode for me because Mark and I are still trying to decide whether we should offer it or not. Hmm. So it all oh, hinges on it. you <laughs> tonight. Yes. <laughs> End of the show. <laughs> we got it. She says offer it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was totally against it when we were right? building out. I did not want couples floating, so I priced it at $100, no discounts. I gave single floats a nice hmm. discount to get them in the door. Not so with couple floating because I wanted to discourage it. Um, uh-huh. and now I, I absolutely uh, can't imagine my business without it. In fact, I was just doing some running some numbers through the amazing float helm uh, before I got <laughs> on tonight to look at all the yeah. data I've collected in the past year and a half of being open. And right now, one out of every four floats is a couple float here. You're kidding! Wow, mm-hmm. wow. that's amazing. Uh, so, wow, we've got a lot to cover. If you're already sharing Jeez. those numbers, okay, that makes, what that makes me want to think is what kind of revenue impact does that have? Are there a couple, or uh, I don't, what do you call it uh, instead of couples? Well, we, we call it couples floating, although okay. I'm kind of trying to get away from that name and call it more doubles or come up with mm. a suitable, maybe one of you can come up with a name for me or some of the great listeners, yeah. because it's not just, it's not just couples who float. It's parents with their children, mm. their minor children. Parents with their elderly parents, best friends, people with anxiety bringing a float buddy. Uh, it runs a gamut. So, yes, the majority do tend to be couples, but it's not definitely not everybody. Okay. So uh, you said at the beginning, I charged $100 because I wanted to almost push people away from this. Is it now single person price? I mean, what has changed since then? What does the pricing look like now? The pricing is exactly the same. It's $100 a session, although now I have to have a couple's membership because it's been so popular, and that is $85 a month, Um, and additional floats would be $75. And Um, and what's your regular single-person float price? Yeah, it's $70 for full price, but, you know, you have so many. Membership is $55, and a first-timer, we have intro packages that are like 45-ish. So nobody, you know, it's rare that somebody buys that but we do phenomenal gift certificates um here and so we do that with the 70 dollars. we don't discount gift certificates nice so that's (laughs) 70 and 100 all day long and then i think you might want to talk about some of our add-ons because that that adds so much more to it with our oxygen and tea yeah i think there's a lot we'd like to talk about with you deborah there's a lot we'd like to learn about um i want to i do want to get to tea and oxygen in a little bit here and i think a lot of our listeners would be really curious about that as well um and and how you monetize it um but uh one out of every four floats is a, a couple's float how are you marketing that how are you letting people know this exists 
You know, I, most most of my marketing has been guerrilla marketing, like most float centers, social mm-hmm. uh, media, building up your newsletter, just real practical mm-hmm. things. And then when you're lucky enough to get covered by local media, just really, um, and pictures, nothing's more beautiful than seeing a couple floating in the float around. And once you mm-hmm. see that, uh, I get more comments on my Facebook posts or have little contests when I'm posting about name who you want to float with and tell me why and tag them. And um, and that's usually <laughs> when I get more comments than ever. That's fun. Does it not get a little racy when people are making comments? About Never. I think Seriously? I had one. I had one comment once that was kind of I was on the edge about. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure, and I think I hit it, but it wasn't so uh, horrible that I immediately wanted to delete it or hide yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. No, and I was surprised when I started looking at Float Collective of how negative mm-hmm. it seemed like the float industry is instantly to yeah. the idea of doubles or couples floating. It just makes no sense to me. I love that. I, I, I love that we have diametrically opposing points of view on this. Um, my, can I share a little bit of my history? I really want to hear, yeah. Uh, and, oh, by the way. Uh, if we're giving full disclosure here, let me give full disclosure. We were floating couples in, and this is back in the day. There weren't other <laughs> float centers, not not a lot of other float centers around, I should say. Uh, and our floatarium float tank is what we floated two people in. This is a tank from, I think, this is the 70s. And uh, while it can't, I, while I enjoy a couple's float in this float tank, looking back now, it seems awfully small uh, when <laughs> looking at things like like the float around. So, you know, I just, just want to put that out there. But uh, we, I, maybe I should just say from the I instead of kind of bringing Sandra in, in on this and I should just speak for myself, but found, felt that it wasn't the same experience that people wanted to do that, yeah. uh, as a first float. And I didn't feel like they were getting the full experience, right? Like when, I get it. when your partner is right there, maybe I know this sounds silly, but they have a fart right next to you. Like that rattles your cage. That's it, it takes you out of that sensory de- deprivation. Yes. You know, any um, movement, any movement yes. is stimulus, right? Right. Whether it's yeah. sound or just feeling. Yeah, I agree, and that that is a very valid point. Uh, and and um, with that being said. I love couples floating and I love floating with Sandra. And I think it's a beautiful experience to have that complete act of letting go. And and I guess in my case, that practiced act of letting go with your partner right there. I honestly think it's very good for the soul to have that shared letting go with your partner right there. You are touching them or your arm is underneath them and you're completely letting go. I think it's a really, really special, unique experience to have. Um, But I was finding that it was generally not our practiced floaters who were experiencing this. And also part of me thought, is this um, trying to get a, a deal, basically? Like, uh, so we would always kind of kind of how you started out, um, whatever our price was, let's say it was $50, uh, we would say it was $100 to float. So you had literally no financial reason uh, to not float separately. You would have to actually truly, truly want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so just um, based off of those points, what kind yeah. of things come up for you? Yeah, well, there's a lot that comes up for me, uh, and I'll just start. First of all, it's really interesting to see when couples float, usually if they are going to do it, it's the first time. 
they come out of the float either saying, I will never float with her <laughs> or him again. <laughs> Next time, I want uh, my own float tank. Great. And that's great because they, they're already committing to coming back and doing Oh, funny, floats. right. <laughs> um, or they come out and say, that was the most amazing experience, and I don't ever want to float without my partner. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had to come up with the couples membership because I have couples that will only float together like once a month religiously oh, date night here. And it's so beautiful, sweet. especially when you consider that you're in that very, I call, I consider it a very sacred environment. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it when my couples come in that are pregnant. I mean, oh my gosh, you know, really just special time in there mm-hmm. in the quiet with the, with the baby. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, all of that is valid. But, you know, the reality is that the psychonauts or the diehard floaters do make up the minority of, of the market in general yeah. now. Yeah. Probably was a lot more with the, the current float centers because those are the people who would seek out the float. But mm-hmm. now that floating is uh, legitimate, uh, you know, it's been um, shown, re- research has now demonstrated its efficacy with so many issues it's kind of opening up to a larger population and that larger population aren't the ones who meditate or want to, you know, go into a small enclosed area. They're doing it for physical reasons. They're doing it for Mm. mental, for anxiety, for, Mm. you know, other things. And so we, that's why we have the pod, you know, my, my, although a lot of my, um, a lot of my, you know, true floaters, my old time floaters or my psychonauts, they love the pod. They, they will overwhelmingly prefer to be in there, but they still love the experience of the float around. But everybody coming in that's mm-hmm. new, that's floating for other reasons, which is the majority of the market, they won't go there. They want to go in the float around. Yeah. And they want to float with somebody, especially women. I find that uh, it's more women dragging their husbands in, but not always. Sometimes it's the opposite, but yeah. just a little bit more. And they, they just want to get acclimated and feel, you know, safe. It's a whole new experience. And once they do, they do come back. And and as a couple. Yeah, they may not float together. And not and oh. sometimes sometimes the other partner doesn't come back. They sure. they come out and they go, Okay, I did it for her. She's great. She <laughs> did it. She could do it on her own now. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, you know, that that happens too. But more times than not, they, they, they come back whether they choose to float together or separate, or they switch it up, depending. And the other thing with that, with couple floating, if you're um, now, you know, obviously, if you're a child and a parent, children need to unplug. They need the benefits of the pool um, more than ever. I mean, oh, my gosh, the anxiety rates mm. among the adolescents is insane. Um, mm. So what are they going to do? You know, if they're really young, you don't want to stick them in a in a pod by themselves yeah. or in a in a float pool. So why can't you float them with a parent or, uh, you know, a, I had a grandmother bring her bring her grandson in one day. Um, why wouldn't that be available? Yeah. Or conversely, sometimes I get an elderly parent who there's no way you're going to put somebody that is a little shaky in a completely pitch black room Mm. in a slippery environment, you know, with all these buttons and things that they have to remember, it's too much. So they can bring somebody in and assist and float with them. So for me, um, going back to the couple aspect, which you were addressing, the last thing I'll say is it's not for everybody, but for those couples that are really in sync, you know, and really Mm -hmm. can share that space together, um, 
it's amazing because not only with the shift in your brain waves and you can get into that relaxed state together, the you know the that what I find fascinating and I'd like to to know more about in the context of float tanks is what um, Stanford does with heart math. You know, if you're in the heart field, so now you're doubling up the heart field and the brain waves. I mean, that has mm-hmm. to be a powerful thing if a couple can go in there with intention. Yeah. You know, it has to be. So anyway, so I agree it's not a traditional float environment and that that argument is very true. You know, you want to float alone. And we always tell couples when we when we do check them and they choose to float together, we encourage them to come back for that you know, that real quotation mark sure, uh, yeah. experience, but it's like everything else. I mean, do you not let people listen to music or have light therapy when right. they float? Yep. Of course you do whatever they need, because at the end of the day, get them in there. They need to float and whatever it takes to help them float and get those benefits. Why would you, why would you deny that? Cause it's needed and it's wanted. Yeah. Excellent points. I think this is all wonderful, and I'll I'll let you take a take a moment there to stop, <laughs> take a take a vocal break there. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks again for. I, I know I know you're pushing. I was going to say, you know, one thing that's very interesting that I'm just curious about. You know, when we started, we would offer music to people. Um, we soon changed our view on that. We, we don't deny people music at all, but we don't mention it during the first float. Um, if they bring it up, we absolutely, we can take care yeah. of that. Or if they seem particularly nervous, we offer it. Um, but the reason that we changed the way that we dealt with that was because uh, we found that the people who played music during their first float, uh, their return rate was a lot lower. I found uh, so that too. I, yeah, it's interesting. So I was yeah. curious, you know, here's something where they're going into a float where uh, there's two people, there's a lot of disruption, there's a lot of, I, don't know, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's, um, there is some, it's not a traditional float, there is some uh, input. Right. How is the return rate on your couple's float? Do you, uh, that might be something you don't even know, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, that's a great question. And I was trying to look in, in Float Helm because right now, unfortunately, they don't have it where, like if I have a couple come in, it goes under somebody's account and I can only note that they uh. floated with this other person. So I can't count it. But judging on the people that I know, because I'm here day in and day out, and just taking a look at a couple of weekends and seeing how many of those couples were returning or how many people that were floating had couple floated, it's really high. So, um, but I'm with you. I, we don't we don't encourage music. We don't suggest it. Really, the only time we do that if somebody has self-disclosed that they have anxiety or claustrophobia, mm-hmm. either yeah. when booking the appointment or when they come in. Um, oh, and then our regulars like to switch it up because... When you, um, when you are floating a lot, you know, sometimes you hit those, you know, you float and you just hit those walls with floating. So it's good to switch it up. So even a lot of my diehard psychonauts will bring in theta or, you know, or different deep meditation um, soundtracks or, you know, a special shamanic playlist, just something to change it up a bit, just like you would with anything else in life to get out of the routine. And we have light therapy now. We haven't kind of experimented with that yet because it's too new, but I want to I want to try that on some of my mm. uh, diehards. So, yes, definitely not for the newbies. You want them to have that experience so that they can really reset and feel that deep, deep uh, level that you can obtain with a true float, a true float in the float tank. Um, but if they have to work up to that, I'm good with that because guess what? The majority of the market isn't ready to go for that right off the bat. 
I love hearing that. Um, we do the same thing. Once we get those established floaters, we do. We encourage them. The float tank is a great place to explore. It's a great place to try new things. This is this is your own little exper- experiment place. So mm-hmm. we do encourage that, and we love to hear their feedback, and it kind of gets us, it starts conversations, and yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah, and that's the that's the aspect that excites me the most because that's why I got into the business. That's why I went floating. A lifelong meditator, you know, mm. love altered states or non-ordinary states of consciousness. Mm. The pool is another great tool. And so I always envisioned before I opened the center that because I have an exper- I have a master's in psychology and I used to run that psychobiology lab, I, that part of me is like, ooh, we can get in there late at night and do consciousness studies and do all kinds of fun things. Uh, not knowing what it was going to take to actually open and run a float center that has yet to be realized or even concepted out. But someday, someday. (laughs) Uh, You and Sandra could lament about that. I think she feels (laughs) the exact same way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or maybe you can team up. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. Did you have any regulation issues as far as two people in a tank goes? Is there anything... Okay. No, nothing. Here, here in Oklahoma, you know, they, they just kind of said, yeah, we, we don't know what to do with that. That's fine. Do what you want. <laughs> uh, Amy, do you know if you might <clears throat> have any issues with floating couples? No, we don't have issues because it is a public swimming pool. Um, <laughs> so you could have 500 yeah. people in there. Okay. Got it. We could totally. So as many as we can squeeze in, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> as long as there's a lifeguard on duty. Perfect. As That's long right. as there's a lifeguard. Do you have to have a <laughs> sign? <laughs> we <Yeah>. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deborah! Yes, <laughs> it is. It is amazing. Tennessee. Ooh, what uh, Amy has to go through. Nothing like it. <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, now that, in case we accidentally got any listeners that don't own a float center, that we're just listening because they're really into floating, um, I do want to get into another sensitive topic, uh, which is the idea that uh, there might be some uh, adult behavior that can occur during a couple's float. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> uh, n- not the, the funnest topic to bring up on a podcast that does go out to the world, you know, but um, I do feel like this is really geared towards people who own float centers, and I, I don't think it gets outside of that very much. So I, um, I do feel comfortable talking about it, and it is something that the float shop has experienced, and it is also it is the number one reason that we stopped uh, because... Nobody wants to clean that up, uh, and nobody wants to drain their float tank with any sort of regularity. So um, I I will give a big old caveat that we never put uh, uh, waste or fluid in our uh, uh, waiver. And if we had some kind of a fee, like automatic fee, and we had their card number, that might have changed things. But I'm curious what your experiences have been uh, with that uh, running a float center. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, since I uh, since I do a lot of couple floating, you know, and and I have to mm. admit when when that first came up, that did cross my mind, and it's amazing that's where everybody's mind goes to, um, even on Float Collective, how often that pops oh. up. But um, I have never had that experience. Now nice. I do have a waiver. I'm really, really, really mm. clear on my waiver. I will charge you $1,500 if you contaminate my pool in any way, shape, or form. And so I'm, I'm like, it's very clear. 
Um, the only two times I've ever had an issue with what you're talking about has been for my single gentleman. It's never been with a couple float. And just to think the sheer logistics oh, right, right. of something in the pool, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be amazingly painful. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> salt water in your eyes, just the whole act itself. I mean, how do you even... So I can only speak now. I've been in business a year and a half. We know that one in four of my that is phenomenal. Is there any chance that Floataway's filtration is just that good that you Um, wouldn't know? (laughs) 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 Floataway.com. Well, well, we have had. (laughs) They do have a good filtration. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So you can um, knowing that we have had that experience a couple of times with a couple of single males. Going back to uh, Amy's description of men uh, or the potential, there there is a big pie chart of men that are horrible, horrible beast monsters. So yes, that is the single male in a float tank. That makes that makes plenty of sense. (laughs) Not shocking at all. But uh, I will say, I, I. you know what? Wait a minute. The math adds men. up. Just <laughs> I do have a question. And that is, you know, you, we're talking about couples float. And what I find interesting and what I think, what I think really that might sway the minds of some people, even in float collective in the float industry is uh, you talked about, of course, we always go to the, to couples. However, you brought up um, a parent and a child an elderly person and their caregiver assist to assist them. There are so many people who can use it. Do you still find the majority of the people who are couples in your tank are they are they romantic couples or what would you say the percentage is romantic couples as opposed to these other duos that enter the tank together? It's it's. It's all over the board. I have folks that have been married 45 years that float mm. together. To, I have one, uh, he's probably in his mid-20s. <laughs> he, this is his kind of like a test with his dates. At some point, he will bring every date <laughs> in for a couple's float and oh, see how man. they do. <laughs> and I have to be careful because they're always different. And in the beginning, I'd be like, are you Michelle? <laughs> you know, because we have the notes in photo health. would be like, uh, no. As, oh, wrong person! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it really runs. It really runs the gamut um, when you're talking about couples. Um, you know, we uh, we have a we, we just have everybody here. I mean, you I, you probably get asked all the time from media. You know, who's trying to sell you something? Who's your demo? Who's your market? Truly, everybody. I mean, I wish I could segment it out and say it's more than one, but with couples and with everybody, it's all over the board. If I had to say, we probably do cater to a slightly older, um, but I float, you know, college students, uh, the local university, their whole athletics department. So I, I get it all. So in terms of couples, there's no, there's no trend. I have everybody from couples who've been (laughs) married forever to people who date. So, and that's, and I'm not afraid to bill it like that on, on Facebook. I put the perfect date night Mm. coming together have two sessions of oxygen aromatherapy together, which I want to talk about because that has really helped my retention rate Mm. with first-time floaters. Mm. Um, And then you're going to go to a float, whether you float separately or together, up to you. And then you'll meet up in the relaxation room where we'll have your favorite tea that you've picked out ready for you and you can enjoy that post-float glow and read the board and just talk about your experience. 
So we really sell experience rather than a float. Nice. Excellent. I love that. I'm, I am totally digging it. Brian, what do you think about uh, taking dates <laughs> sounds, in for a float? Depends on the date. Should we try that I at the float shop? I'm curious Does that how sound soon... like a good evening to you? <laughs> no no judgment at the well, counter you invite them I, we won't force um, <laughs> dates gosh, on I mean, you what, uh, it's no. clearly he's using this as, as some, some sort of kind of litmus test for, for me it's always been travel like if you can travel internationally with someone and things don't completely fall apart yeah. um, that's always a good sign for a relationship but that's expensive mm. so maybe, uh, maybe I'll try the couples floating <laughs> yeah couples float test all right. Okay. A float test. Yeah, I love it. Can, it's a thing. We can now. beta test that, Brian. We can try that at the float shop. I'm willing. And and you say litmus test. I don't think mm-hmm. it's just for the date. I think it's for you and how you're able to let go and open up with that person there too. It's just come. <laughs> I'm sold. That's an interesting idea. Deborah, you you say you've been in marketing before, huh? This is <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, right. If we're Very breaking out, I know I'm like I'm uh, all I mean, about the numbers. Um, so we're breaking out we romantic couples versus non-romantic couples. How would that, like, percentage-wise, is yeah, it please, still the please. huge majority of romantic couples <laughs> that come together? Is no? Oh, okay. Mm. That's this is. This, this, I think, is something that might change no, the minds really? no. of people who uh-uh. have been. This on is the fence shocking. About it. I am shocked. So, what <laughs> would you? How much would you say? Would you say it's 50-50 yeah, yeah. romantic and non-romantic couples? Yeah. Gosh, you know, I don't, I don't, as, as a good researcher, I don't have the data, wow. but if I had to, you know, anecdotally give a number, me t- that's me I'd too. say probably 60, that's 40, awesome. 60 romantic, 40 nut. That is really surprising. And Never. Can anything in the float industry, can anything about our demographics just be clear? Like it is so broad <laughs> with everybody that comes it's in. Right. It's outrageous. Of course, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, please, uh, let, let's talk about it. How come you have a higher retention rate with the oxygen bar with tea? How does it all work? Yeah. Okay. So the oxygen bar, um, well, when we opened, we wanted to give people a reason to stick around and not just come in, get a float. You're right off the street. You spend most of your float decompressing from your day or from coming from the job and then you get a good 10 minutes in at the end and then it's over and then you run back out into the traffic and you know so I really wanted to slow people down and make it sticky Mm -hmm. and in that they would be here longer so um, we decided well oxygen's a natural fit because you can team it with aromatherapy to help somebody accomplish what they're trying to do in the pool so everything we do here is to enhance the pool we have classes workshops you know tea uh, oxygen, all kinds of different therapies and, and fun things that we do. But at the heart and core of the business, it's float. And it's about how can we enhance the float? How, how can we have complementary services for the float? And how can we have classes and things that can help mimic some of the states you can mm. achieve in a float? So everything's float, right? How many, yeah, go sorry, I'm going to cut you off. How, yeah. many, how many rooms do you have? Just four. Uh, excuse me, for float rooms and then beyond that. It sounds right. like there's other spaces oh, yeah, for yeah. classes. Yeah, I have, I, well, I do. I have, a, I have a two massage rooms. Mm-hmm. I have one long room that we use for small groups, uh, yoga, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, 
we're thinking about doing, we're actually thinking about a new clinical model for a room at the moment using that one. Um, and then I have a relaxation room. I have a huge, big room that uh, it's called the Conscious Lounge. And we have a lot of classes, workshops, everything from yoga, tai chi. I bring in William Henry, who's of ancient aliens, to do, you know, weekend workshops. Um, just whoever's doing cool things that my uh, customers and clients and I want to, you know, have. Uh, and then it doubles as a tea house because we have a full tea house with more than 55 different oh, teas. Wow. And um, so during the day, if there's no class or anything, you can come on in here and chill, relax, get on Wi-Fi, meet up with friends. So I really wanted to create a, a community so that if you don't have time for a float, uh, you can come by and, and chill and get nice. some tea and have some great conversations. Excellent. And just I, the more people come here, the more they're likely to keep coming back here and mm -hmm. finding stuff that works for them. Cool. Um, so oxygen was one piece of that in that when you team it with essential oils, we have an oxygen menu. So uh, if you're going into the pools to relax, you might want to start with a lavender or a relaxation blend to kickstart the process so that now you're out there for at least 20, you know, anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes on oxygen, your choice. You're already starting to lose the day and the busyness and everything, and you're already kind of getting relaxed and in the zone, and oxygenation is always good, right? So before you even hit the float pool, you are already starting to get into a different state. You're already starting to unwind so that by the time you hit the pool, you're not so frantic. You've, you're now acclimated to the center. You're like out of your daily life. And the chances of you having a more relaxed and better start to your first float or any float is a little bit enhanced. So especially with the first floater who could be really overwhelmed with, I got to do this, I have to press this, oh my God, what about this? Am I supposed to do this? Um, you know what it is like. Yeah. Um, and then, and then they, they, it takes them so long to relax. They're more likely to hit that sweet spot that you know, you know what I'm talking sure about, do. that you hope everybody, not everybody achieves the first time but we really wanted to make it more likely that they would. Mm -hmm. So it seems to really work. So we tried a new program the past uh, six weeks where if you've never floated with us before, if you come uh, for your first float only, it's only good for your first float, if you come 30 minutes early, we're going to give you a free 20-minute oxygen aromatherapy session to team with your first float. Okay. And it's made, it's been so popular. Floats are up. And um, and people seem to be hitting that. <laughs> wow. well, so, I just love guaranteeing that they're going to be there 20 minutes early. I can actually give you an intro <laughs> well, here. There's there's that benefit, too. And then right? we have them all ready and waiting. They're filling out their waiver while they're mm -hmm. on oxygen. There's no last-minute panic and rush. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, um, well, actually, so, uh, yeah, post, post-float. What, what's going on there, then? Are they encouraged to go... The relaxation room or the conscious lounge and have some tea and think about yeah. their experience, talk okay. about it, you know, journal, whatever, whatever cool. they need to do. Just sit and don't I, I lose it. Strategy. Learn how you can hold uh -huh, on to that right. feeling longer. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, people jumping. Mm hmm. Please. And at, well, every float center I've ever visited gives free tea away in their rooms. And I'm yes. like, uh, why, if everybody's drinking tea, why wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't you want it served to you and have a more, you know, um, a bigger selection and, and really kind of team it with what you do. So if you've been in the float pool relaxing, you did oxygen and, and 
now you really have to get it together because you have a board meeting or you have something uh-huh. you've got to do. Get a shot of matcha on your way out. And mm. Now we're going to get you mentally back stimulated without, you know, overstimulating the body. So everything that we have, you tell us what you need to do and right. we're going to match it up with the product so that you can have the mm. full experience. And, and do you charge for the tea afterwards? Of course. That's the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And, and so you said the oxygen is free the first time, so they, they get that experience. How does it work the second time, and, and is it built into membership, or they, is there still an add-on? Yeah, it's it's an add-on. So where where it works best is with my gift certificates, and I was just looking at the Float Helm mm. data again to see, like, we call it an upsell. So you can buy a yeah. couple's gift certificate or a single's gift certificate. You can buy a couple's loaded gift certificate, which includes oxygen, and um, tea afterwards for that whole experience. So for a single, that would be an upgrade of like $19. Um, and then for a couple's, <laughs> it'd be an additional $35. If I you love your mom, you're going <laughs> to get the loaded right. one. You want the whole experience. Yeah. And the people who buy the couple's gift certificates are more likely half of them will buy the loaded. Whereas with the single gift certificates, more like a third. Oh, to, interesting. You know, yeah, so... For the couple memberships or for the couple gift certificates, it's a no-brainer. I can upsell. Thir- so now, now I've got a hundred and thirty-five dollar, you know, float session with those two things, which take minimal effort and minimum <laughs> money. Yeah. You know, there's no bigger margins in tea, <laughs> and oxygen. Yeah, right. And and this brings up something that we talk about a lot, especially around holidays. Don't discount your float. If float is where yes. your money is. Don't discount it. That's why if you have massage chairs, don't discount your floats, but maybe add on, if you want to give a sale during holidays, add on a 15-minute chair massage for free. Those chair massage yes. massages don't cost you that much money, and you don't have to have another person on them. Um, I love it. It's brilliant. And this is why, you know, why we started the kombucha, why we're having a kombucha tap room. Mm. In our case, it costs so much money to build out. We, I wanted a tea room love tea. I'm coming to your place. I'm actually, um, I'm going to have to come over there and try it out and sit and, and enjoy your tea. <laughs> There's nothing like a good tea room. I'm a tea, tea drinker. Um, but the reason that's what I wanted, but the reason we couldn't is, um, when we put something on tap, as long as we don't add anything to it, we don't have to do a lot of uh, the build out for a tea room was going to cost us six figures. It was crazy. Um, hmm. Oh my gosh. B- yeah, because we had to have like the grease trap. We have to all of a sudden we needed a different permit for that that required uh, a lot of additional plumbing and that sort it, of thing in our area. Yeah, we we needed a few additional things, but it wasn't anything big. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, it was pretty easy. Yeah, for us it's like grease traps and sinks <laughs> and um and yeah, in, including in, in addition to the ones they wanted in our float rooms, which is really bizarre. Uh, but um, literal but yeah, grease so, traps they wanted in there. And that is something that, that is very different from from space to space, from county to county, from state to state. Sure. So, right. Um, that's right. just, you know, I'm in the crazy south, so everything's weird here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love that. And you brought up something that I think is so important that a lot of float centers, maybe they just they just need to kind of change their view on marketing a little bit because they might be losing out on money that, yeah. that, um, that really could be helping their clients and them. It, it takes because that experience is beautiful. 
Yeah. But it's so when you when you couch it where, you know, look what she's providing. She's providing this amazing experience. I mean, yeah. who? OK, I'm, I'm sure all of you can say as you're sitting here listening to it, you're thinking, wow, it would be awesome to go and sit at an oxygen bar and hang out and relax and then have my my float and then go into this beautiful environment, have a cup of tea. And man, would I love 50 plus teas to choose from. Right. I freaking love tea. And and matcha. Oh, my gosh. Like a like a matcha. Oh, that would <laughs> blow my mind. I'm so happy. I so love that you did I'm say that, like, too. This yeah, is an experience. Funny, this is a whole day. <laughs> and, I'm, and when you think about it, it's the cost is right. If you're a single, what, what would you charge? What was the charge again for uh, a float and for that whole experience? Yeah, How just much? Ni- 19 more dollars. So 19 more dollars. And you get a whole, Each. I mean, yeah, you get this. Is it an hour float? Yeah, fl- we have 60 minute floats. So yeah, 60 minute floats plus the 20 minutes ahead of time. Plus, I don't know about y'all, but I could spend an hour sipping tea. Right. Um, sure. That's like a spa day under 100 bucks. It's amazing. <laughs> wow, Amy, can you do my marketing? <laughs> that's it. We're opening I a mean, tea bar. Well, I, I, would, I, I would sign up for that. And she's doing me a favor. I would be like, right. wow, she's right. this is great. Yeah. And I and I love you I love that you're focusing on um not just finding additional revenue streams within the kind of float model, but mm. also focusing on making that first time float experience mm. as awesome as possible. You know, That's I think right. and I had never thought of setting setting up their mental state that way with, you know, oxygen and lavender to get them there. Usually when we talk about creating a positive first float experience, it's like give a really good intro, make sure they feel at ease, you know, walk them through the room um, and just, just offering them this experience from the get go to get them into that sweet spot. Like you said, yeah, that's going to turn first time floaters. You're going to, the amount of people you're going to have returning is going to be higher. Those people are going to want to, I mean, I, I want to come and pay that extra 19 bucks for the full <laughs> yeah. experience. Um, right. and it's, it's just, it compounds. Yeah. It's creating a transition ritual. And mm-hmm. we need, I believe, uh, more ritual in our society. I think that's getting lost. Mm-hmm. And bringing it back, I think, is what we do as float centers. Bringing back that stillness, that calm, that creating that space so absolutely yeah, i love it i feel like we're like um we hold space we're like sanctuaries we're like almost kind of a new church if you will because so many times people come in and go oh my gosh finally my place i can just let go here so if you set it up right it's it's like their private sanctuary it's a crazy yeah. world out there life is <laughs> brutally hard most people don't have a go-to place anymore that they can go mm. and feel so relaxed so comfortable so chill so um important because we want to make everybody feel like they're the center of the universe when they come in nice i love um, that attitude and and people will come back yeah can i ask a a brainstormy question for you i'm this is just asking for a friend Mm -hmm. but let's say that my my friend's float center didn't have the square footage to have separate tea rooms and all of that let's just say there's a one lobby this friend has, uh, how, (laughs) how do you think? So basically what I'm asking for is existing float centers. If they didn't have this from the ground up design, how do you think they could best implement this strategy for their float center? You know, you can, you can find what works in your market for, you know, each float center owner has a different vibe and different interests that they bring into their float center. So for me, the tea and the oxygen worked, find something that works. You know how, how much room and oxygen, a, a two, 
um, container oxygen bar takes up, it's like, uh, what, two feet by two feet. And the mm-hmm. Zen can sit on a countertop and take up no mm-hmm. space. I've, I've been to float centers that only had two float pods and they had one little tiny oxygen with two chairs you can you can make whatever you need out of your space and tea so you don't have 55 guess what you can make it making a pot of tea okay you have the tea bag right take a tea bag self-serve have some tea okay but when you prepare tea all you need is a hot water dispenser and some loose leaf tea and a teapot how special the tea is a better quality it tastes better it slows people down it instantly becomes a mm. uh, ritual, something more special than just dunking a tea bag and, you know, sitting in your chair. That doesn't take up a lot of space either. So you can mm-hmm. you can capitalize and find, I would think, with any space, something that you can do to embellish or to add to that float experience. Very cool. How about hot packs that you can stick in a hot towel cabbie that you keep behind the front desk that you lay over their shoulders while they're oh sitting in the Oh my gosh, lobby. I love that. I um, think that's fantastic. We have 1,100 square foot, three float tank center and space. It's the tiniest space in the world, but we do have room for a hot towel cabbie and those rice packs that go over the shoulder. Love it. I wanna, I'm going to take that and do it. <laughs> it's so easy. I love it. And it feels awesome. In fact, I come in sometimes and people at the front desk are boys wearing them over. I'll like, bet oh, if you ask the float industry, like, who's doing what, you're going to mm-hmm. get some amazing ideas. Because I'm yeah. sure that people are already doing it. Mm-hmm. We Things just we haven't even thought yet. about yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about her anxiety intake program yet. Oh, so yeah. We, we, oh, that's If great. you'll have us, we'd, we'd love to have you on again. <laughs> I'd love to be back. <laughs> I'm really passionate about that. And that has been really successful for us, too, retaining uh, hmm. Those first-time floaters, a lot that don't want to disclose that they have anxiety, and huh. more and more, you know, more and more people with anxiety are coming into float centers to self-medicate now that they hear about the research. So we got to take care of them. Interesting. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we close out? No, I just am thrilled to be part of this amazing industry, and it's just such a crazy terrific time to have stumbled into it and I just feel really <laughs> privileged like every day is a dream come true and I just uh, can't wait to see where it all goes wonderful thank you so much for joining us a <laughs> few things before we close out I want to let everybody know about the rise float gathering that is occurring April 21st and 22nd in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. Amy, Brian, and I, we're all going to be there. Amy and I will be giving speeches. Brian uh, is going to be doing recording as well. So we'll get some of uh, these speeches or roundtable discussions uh, that uh, we'll be hosting as well up on the podcast. But there are even more important people than Amy, Brian, and I who are going to be there. A few of the people... Dr. Justin Feinstein is going to be there. Lee and Glenn Perry are going to be there. And uh, beyond that, Donna Petrovic, Graham Talley, Ash Conjuromi, Kevin Johnson, Carol Johnson, Stephen Johnson, just some absolutely awesome people in the float community that I can't wait to see in person. It's always so good. Uh, oh, I said Donna. Um, Chris and Donna are both going to be uh, giving a presentation. Sorry about that. Tickets are $275, so it's very, very reasonable. You want to go to risefloatgathering.com if you want to check it out. There are also workshops available. They are limited in space, but uh, they are $135 per person if you're interested. Again, risefloatgathering.com is where you want to go. I am incredibly excited about this. I'm ready to get reinvigorated. It's always so good when you're actually 
in the same room with these people who are uh, sharing the same thing that you are, the excitement about floating. And the other cool thing that I discovered at Rise last year is it's not just float center owners. This is people who are also float enthusiasts as well. I think that how they describe it is it's a place to connect, discover, and relax. So that is exactly what they did last year. So I'm excited to experience it again. And uh, all while getting nervous about giving a speech, of course. (laughs) So again, risefloatgathering.com is where you want to go. In closing, I do want to thank all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for supporting us. Again, it just kind of kind of changed our world recently as our, our um, membership shot up here. And for those of you who have been supporting us for, for months and months and since the beginning, it really means the world to us. Thank you. Uh, again, we are available for consulting if anybody's interested in consulting, helping set up and start your business. Uh, those of you who are supporting us using the Amazon links that are on the right side, right side of our website, we appreciate that. Anybody wants to share their celebrations, their wins, lessons that they've learned, or celebrate a grand opening, just leave us a speak pipe, leave us a little voicemail on your computer. It's the gold bar on the left side of the screen. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks to Kim for taking our show notes. Thanks to Amy, Brian, and again, thanks so much to Deborah for joining us this evening. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing, so spend some time there. We'll see you next week.